Hey, it's Kieran at the beginning of the episode again, just to remind you that we are doing a live show in the Comedy Cafe Berlin on October 25th at 10pm. Entry is €4, Euro, but if you are a patron, DM me on Patreon and uh, we can probably get you in for free. So yeah, if you're in Berlin, 25th of October, 10pm, that's a Monday night, Comedy Cafe Berlin, as a part of the podcast festival, we will be doing a live recording. We will be joined by uh, comedian guests, favourites of uh, Josie Parkinson, Matthew and Ian. So that should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a bit of a chaos episode. And yeah, without further ado, I think I probably should have edited at that very long period of time of you just like trying to burp <laughs> in the last bonus episode. I didn't even listen. So. I was like, I was just like at one point five speed. It was still like an uncomfortable long period of time. <laughs> I, was like, I had hiccups. I wasn't burping. Yeah, it was okay, a difference. Bro. It was both at the same time. Oh, we're clarifying for the record of the bonus episode. It was like a gross hiccup. It wasn't a gross burp. It was disgusting. It was horrible. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're going to cut all... No, you're not. You're not going to cut any of this out because you're a fucking psychopath who doesn't know how to fucking edit a podcast. I know how to edit. No, you don't. You I just refuse, refuse to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand the principles of German. You're fucking punk rock. That's the problem. Just lead us in then, right now then. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. It is your boy Nick joined with Kieran only. This is as we have now called it the Three Six Mafia Coalition. That's right. I don't know why, because there's not nearly enough members to be in Three Six Mafia, no, but it's fine. You know what? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Juicy J, and uh, Kieran is uh, DJ Paul. Yeah, and uh, um. We are not talking about the German elections anymore. They're over. They're done. Yeah. There's no coalition. We'll get back to that some other time. But that stuff is... is Boring. Is boring. <laughs> um, Loser shit. Exactly. Uh, we're going to still start in Germany, though, and then we're going to yeah. branch our way out. Yeah. So um, for uh, those of you guys who don't know, there's a lovely publication in Germany called Bid. It is Bid. the largest, it is the most circulated publication in all of Europe. Yeah, yeah, 15 million? <laughs> yep, which is the most depressing, well, daily, I think it is. Yeah, 15 million, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is one of the most depressing facts that I've come across uh, living in Europe. And uh, yeah, this uh, this publication is way too powerful in the country that then that Kieran and myself live in. Mm. Um but their holding company is deciding to uh, get a little freaky with it and maybe yeah. branch out. So we're going to be kind of just addressing the fact of Bild, Axel Springer, the idea then of like kind of that media in, in Europe in general is kind of turning into a very hyper-conservative conglomerate that hmm. I think that we will be hesitant to compare it to an Anglo version of itself, particularly that of Murdoch stuff. I think it is much different. Yeah. Um, and um, it's going to be a fun little ride of ruining your Monday or Tuesday, whatever day of the week that you're going to be, you know, listening to this. One of those freaks that listens to this episode two weeks after it comes out. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you're November 14th when you decide <laughs> to check out this episode about Axel Springer and yeah. all this shit. So we want to start with, I guess, a a, um, a smaller story, but a good uh, um, illustrative piece. 
And we probably should talk about a journalist in in Germany mm-hmm. um, called Nemi El Hassan. Uh, uh, she is born in Germany. Her parents are from Palestine by way of Lebanon. Yep. Uh, um, and naturally enough, with her with her with her background, she has taken on this mantle of like her, her beat was basically like anti-racism, anti-Islamophobia uh, uh, kind of stuff. Uh, um, but don't get too crazy with it. Yeah. I mean, so, so I should say reporting on racism and Islamophobia within yeah. Germany from this perspective of herself being anti-Islamophobic, anti-racist. And very interesting. She was given this relatively high spot with a show, a, a science journalism show called Quark. Yeah, with was, uh, ZDF. The, with ZDF, yeah, with, with their the, West German. It was a, a, a VDF, VDI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deutsche Rundfunk. So it's, the, yeah, it's, it's with the public broadcaster in Germany within specifically... Um, it's like NRV. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Nor- uh, North Rhine, Westphalia, and a few other states that then fall under the 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 WD. Uh, was it WRD? WDR. WDR. West Germany. Yeah. Yeah, Westdeutsche Rundfunk. Um, yeah, that then isn't like Bremen and like Bayern and whatnot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's more West Germany, like actually geographically rather than like politically. geopolitically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, which is, which I find very fun when I go on like little hotel ventures. I, I love hotel TV. If it's like, ooh, what's happening? Um, seriously, I, I'll arrive at a hotel and I'll just watch like footage of like a woman hang up washing on the national broadcast. And I'm like, this is a TV show. This is the thing though, is that everyone in Germany knows that like the best ones for broadcasting hmm. are um, uh, Bayerische Rundfunk. Oh, really? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> okay. I, I, you said that with confidence. I uh, actually enjoy Bayerische Rundfunk. They actually have some good, like, oh, God, I sound so fucking German right now. They have, they have, right. They have some pretty good reportagen oh, for okay. the um, for the national broadcaster or the state broadcaster. Um, Airbnb is not bad. The Berlin mm. one, the Berlin Brandenburg one. Okay, yeah. But the thing at the end of the day is that, like, I think to put this into context is that then this is these are all TV stations that like midday you can turn on and they just have like cute animals on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like TV, I feel like a lot of TV in this country has kind of acknowledged it's maybe for older people. Yeah. Uh, and they've just kind of like what's the show those? called? The Hun Cuts a Mouse, I think, is one of it, <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Sure, um, but Bea has a show called Da Huam is Da Huam, which is the Bavarian. It's like a Bavarian sick uh, uh, soap opera in Bavarian. Okay, if you want to learn, if you want to learn Bavarian, you should watch Da Huam is Da Huam. Okay, Da Huam is Da Huam. Oh shit! Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about like the cowardice of these networks, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, so naturally enough, with uh, uh, Nemi El Hassan. Um, being anti-Islamophobic in Germany leads to some very kind of predictable attacks against her uh, for the reason that like a lot of people who get into uh, the politics of anti-Islamophobia, she is pro-Palestinian. And, you know, she's of a Palestinian background, so it's not surprising. Um, you know, the self-hating Palestinians, I hate that stereotype. <laughs> I'm sure there's like one. There's got to be one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. In Germany, there has to be. Yeah, you have to integrate, I guess. But, yeah, I think, like, I mean, at the end of the day for her, like, th- this comes down very simply into the fact that then it is, like, Germany's anti-racism is skin deep. 
Oh God, not even like not that's even. even. Yeah, no. Yeah, you ever like you ever learned about surface tension with water in like your you know your science class in secondary yeah, school? Yeah, exactly. it's like that shit. Um, so like I guess you could go back and listen to our episode where we talked about uh, Adorno uh, uh, and uh, the anti-Deutsch. Um, but I, I think it's pretty obvious because we've all, or you can also go back to listen to the episode we did with uh, um on like the recent. Uh, um, pro-Palestinian pa- uh, protests that happened in Germany but if you've been with us for a while it's pretty obvious that like dealing with Palestinian issues in Germany is a fucking nightmare <laughs> oh yeah it's horrible um, it is it is it is probably the worst European country to oh definitely if not the worst country outside of Israel to deal with this question for sure so it's it's a it's a situation where Basically, what comes down to this journalist and, and a lot of others, anything that's considered pro-Palestinian in this country will just be li- labeled uncritically by large majorities of the press as outright anti-Semitic. Uh, I think we talked about with this when we did like May Day discussions and the discussions of like p- the Palestinian rights stuff that happens within Europe um, this summer, I guess, just gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how like things that are basically just like normal rallying calls, normal messages, normal graphics and images in Germany just automatically get blankish as the term anti-Semitic. Yeah, I think even too in the sense of, you know, before going into this specific, um, you know, case of it, yeah. that we, um, when we were talking with uh, Flo about it, actually, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, of that how Germany reported the sense of the recent, you know, Israeli-Palestinian conflict, whatever you want to call about it, mm. uh, that they ignored all the sense of Israel initiating it. Oh, yeah. And then right when then it begins in the sense of even ignoring the airstrikes that Israel was doing. Mm. And then when it began to the sense of that then, well, you know, Hamas and rockets, then that became the catalyst for then justifying Israel's aggression, even though Israel was being aggressive weeks beforehand and like i'm sorry um i don't care at that point you know i'm not gonna like i don't want to fucking sugarcoat it i understand at the end of the day when like you know hamas after weeks being harassed by israel first off i understand why someone fucking just joins hamas after years of being oppressed Mm. by a colonial power or a you know proto-colonial power the fuck you want to call it an extension of the u.s arm if you want to like be more realistic yeah um you know, but after like a few weeks of being harassed militarily, that then like you know you got a few rockets around, lob them. Like I I don't care. Like I really like at the end of the yeah. day, this isn't a thing about then. Like it it really bugs me in the sense of the day like like how Germany at the end of the day just like is so bad about reporting the news when it comes to this not even just this one issue in general, but this is the one that they're the worst about that they had like a media blackout for the entire time of all the violence against Palestinians that was happening. Yeah. And then um this story similarly reminds me to another one which was which we'll get to later. But uh yeah, like this country is the worst about it. Because mm. I saw that then literally every other country was like reporting about this except for Germany. And yeah, and when it came to the sense of that, then that that Hamas was lobbing rockets, then then Germany was like, oh well, you know, Hamas started it. It's like they fucking didn't start it, all right? You know, I feel that then I'm like going in the past now too far, but yeah, yeah, like it's it's not anyone's it's it's really not anyone's position, especially this far removed from it, to like moralize these decisions, but rather just like, like I said, we we 
understand why someone in these situations would join something like Hamas, even if you're like, Hamas is an unsanitary figure or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yeah, but like, come on. Like, it's not your position to moralize. You have to understand what's happening. I mean, we all wish that we could join Hezbollah. That's not the problem. <laughs> in the wrong country. I get it, King, but... So, so you get into this thing of where like, it's very obvious to understand from like 20th century history of why the average German is like, not as like not afraid to tackle this but like we've gotten into this position now in modern germany where uh this has been weaponized by the right much like what's happening in the united states where like the position on israel and palestine is like becoming more partisan than it was historically where like people with like reportedly even moderately left wing are kind of starting to realize that maybe israel isn't super cool or super chill um a similar kind of thing is happening in germany although just like uh, probably a bit later a bit slower yeah um and it's definitely been like weaponized into like you can't really say anything about palestine we recently got into this thing of just like um the bds campaign is now like officially labeled anti-semitic in this country yeah exactly uh which is like that's a that's a fucking big one um and it's gotten into like an incredibly as we talked about when we had Yoni on to talk about like the anti-Deutsch, a huge part of like all these discussions do not include Jewish people um, at all. Definitely don't include Muslims. <laughs> like just like it's, it's still mod- obvious. It, yeah. It's still Europe post nine 11. Of course they don't. Um, and then like, it like it will even go against the recommendation of like Jewish organizations in this country. I think Jewish organizations in this country have stated the labeling of BDS as anti-Semitic is like too far. And it's like, uh, uh, you shouldn't be doing that because the real anti-Semitism does exist in this country. It's coming. It's not coming from like BDS supporters. It's coming from like, like the Halle shooting and things like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So like, this is, it's complete. This energy is completely misdirected. Yeah. But all that aside, the sense of the matter is that then that there is a, uh, um, so this journalist Nimi El uh, Hassan mm. was um, removed from her job because of what Germany perceives then in this case as anti-Semitism. Yes, and because of that, we have distinguished that the German definition of anti-Semitism is fairly out of whack compared to the international standard. Yeah, it yeah. is anything that then presumes that the lives of Palestinians is maybe worth something you yeah, know? yeah, yeah um it has a little bit longer of a story though than like i knew beforehand until i read the article about it of that then it all starts because of her like she went to the al quds march yeah in 2014, in 2014 during which a, a war in gaza was happening which is what motivated her to go um yeah, so you do you you understand the character of the Alcud March in Berlin more than I do? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this is actually like around about a year after I moved here, and this was a big deal, specifically the 2014 one because mm. it was the largest um, Israeli offensive since the Second in- uh, Intifada. I think so. Yeah, and. There was a massive amount of protest. The um, just general like call about like you know maybe doing something about it from from people internally within Europe. This is given. Remember, this is poor 
uh, uh, prior to the refugee crisis, in quotes, yeah, that Europe had. Yeah, sure. um, and you just had this thing of that that I remember, like, that it was just German media, like, on this onslaught of just, like, being really racist. Oh, yeah. At this time of, like, look sure. at these, like, <laughs> inferior Turks and Arabs, you know, they're doing the same politics that Hitler was doing, calling for the death of Jews. And to be very fair, okay, there is a lot of, like, I... I I think the thing that we have to like really break down is that then within a lot of the discourse of, you know, the Israeli Palestinian conflict within Germany, Mm. there is a lot of legitimate anti-Semitism from people, regardless of whatever their background is. There's people who, who are technically pro Palestine who are like white German or Berliner who are simply like in it because they just don't like Jews, but they're yeah. not like actively within groups and stuff like that. See, this is this is this is something that like this is something that I feel like any uh, um, pro-Palestinian uh, uh, left-wing person in this country also de- needs to. We talked about this before. Needs to actually grapple with is that like a huge part of the like uh, uh, Zionist movement within Germany and outside of it will always be able to find the examples yeah exactly uh, uh, and then use that and claim that it is a part of the wider picture yeah, i feel yeah. like anyone listening from another part of the world uh who's like looked into any of these kind of struggles themselves is probably also familiar with it but i think the point that we were getting to earlier is that there is like there is literally people like jan fleischauer who will just like see a picture of like a palestinian flag and just go that's anti-semitism exactly um yeah well I there mean, are people who are putting in more effort and genuinely finding examples of yeah so this is like so at this time in 2014 it was like kind of like this like precursor where we are now of that then this politic worked really well in germany of the sense of that then you would have like your you know reportage about then a, a protest that happened they would connect it somehow to then politic that was similar to Nazism, and boom, there at the end of the day, Germany's like you know, uh, uh, support of Israel is backed up by you know the fact that these are just bad apples protesting, even though there is maybe a legitimate concern behind it, this and that and that. Um, and the thing that then's really interesting about the Al Quds march in general is that the people who are most vocally against it are leftists in Germany. Particularly yeah. anti-Deutsch. No, oh, sure. Anti-Deutsch yeah. actually have on their housing blocks or housings, their 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 squats, mm. like no to Al Quds march and stuff like that. Yeah, have, like the Israeli flag, like like plastered on it and whatnot. And that's been happening more and more of recent. Of, um, I remember that then Rob and I were on a first of May demonstration, and we ended up going past like a few of these anti-Deutsch mm. blocks, and we just like looked at each other and we're like, dude, like no (laughs) so the thing of then the Al-Quds march which then came in 2014 after this um after you know this offensive or this you know this 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 you know uh uh uh, campaign that Israel did against Palestine kind of fueled itself into the sense of that you have then this kind of big it's not a beginning it's always existed here but this sense of like an identification of something that then can easily become something that can like point out people who are like not within the german realms of like civil society is by going Mm. to them this thing that then is automatically deemed as anti-semitic and it's been getting more and more and more um traction as of late which is this al-quds march thing 
Yeah, yeah. And I think the the traction is coming from something that we've talked about before in the podcast of just like uh, we we definitely do need to do uh, another episode, like an update episode on the anti-Deutsch um, because one, they're just like a whole big thing that also requires oh, yeah. like more than one episode. Multiple installations in order yeah. to describe what they do. But also like things have changed, I think, since um, since this occasion but even since our last episode we talked about them of just like this reactionary moment they had in um with may 1st here in the city with the like more recent like 2020 offensive against gaza they've like had really mask off moments so we need to do a whole other episode on that but uh, and similarly the the pushback i was the point of getting to the pushback that we're now seeing is that there are strands, there are wings, there are like flanks, whatever you want to call it, of leftism in Germany that is taking a harder stance on this of like being anti-Zionist, being pro-Palestinian. Um, I'm namely thinking of like Migrantifa in Berlin um, who like ran, uh, um, who were very heavily involved in like May 1st uh, this year, as well as the CSD, the like Pride March here in Berlin, and had very clear like we are anti-colonialism, anti-colonialismus. So that means like a kind of anti-Zionist stance, which is uh, um, super interesting. It, it it definitely feels like a reaction to these other movements becoming uh, uh, more popular and taking hold in Germany. So. Naturally, they get a bit more like cagey, uh, like an attacked bear or something. Yeah. So uh, I think we've laid the groundwork. Germany has a very bad relationship to anti-Semitism. Yep. Uh, this journalist was fired because she liked a post. Yeah. So the um, if I remember the timeline correctly, this picture of her in 2014. This this is all happening this year, by the way. Sorry, the, the, like this whole. The scandal around her happens this year, but she was at the Al Quds March in 2014. Uh, then VDR or uh, WDR is able to be is like, oh, we're not sure what's going on, and and then a bunch of stories come out of her having liked uh, some posts on Instagram that, by these more insane standards, are deemed anti-Semitic. I think the genuine anti-Semitic <laughs> posts were from Jewish voices for peace. Yes, yes, this is the insanity of it. I think the the place where they're like, oh, like we're able to find genuine anti-Semitism was the Al Quds march. They were able to find people in the march who were like, that person's doing people something. like with Hezbollah flags march at that march. Like yeah. to be very fair, it's very easy to find who you want to find at that. Exactly, yeah. nothing she was doing. She was just there. And that was viewed as bad. And then these posts are just fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. like uh, the liking of these posts are not. Uh, uh, um, they were just like Jewish Voice for Peace. Some of them were associated with BDS, which, like we said, has now been just blanket deemed anti-Semitic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after uh, the fact, mind you, of this. Uh, oh yeah, after this, yeah. But um, and this was like, first of all, this was also like dug up by this one guy who was like a character that I I just had to look up. He he's um. Yeah, Irfan Petsi, Pessi, who's like of kind of a Turkish background himself, um, but he's a known anti-Muslim activist who calls himself the uh, um, 
Islamist hunter. Islamist hunter. Islamist hunter, yeah. Uh, um, but off Deutsch, so it's like Islamist and Jäger. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel with like seven thousand. Oh he just took the he took the the inglorious bastards thing and made it not cool. Oh, like his whole channel is like I don't know how any sane person could actually look at his YouTube channel and go not immediately be like I'm on a dark part of the internet. I shouldn't be here. Um, see if I I want to show uh, uh, Nick the for visual. So there's his Twitter account. He's like with this like a uh, terrorism uh, NGO thing as well called itct i feel that like anyone who's associated with like counterterrorism measures is a fucking psychopath yeah yeah i mean like okay there's one thing it's be- like this so there's there, there's two that i have all yeah. right anyone who's obsessed with terrorism or counterterrorism mm. anyone who's obsessed with politics for the children oh yeah yeah those yeah. are two but i i want to stress there's like two different levels there's like i work in counterterrorism and i work for like some sort of military intelligence, like three-letter association, like three-letter like uh, 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 department of the U.S. government. That's one thing. Counterterrorism NGO is like yeah, that's a weirder that's vibe. And then having your own YouTube channel called Islam Assistant Yega with like Islamist what the fuck with this fucking logo i'm sorry cross going through a hammer and sickle that's in the shape of also the islam the the the, crescent moon moon of islam yep this man's like very unhinged the role of sorry he's not turkish he's he's bosnian that's why he's talking about you yeah okay the role of islam during the yugoslav civil war okay um salafist that's crazy that's... time makes El Hassan a victim. Okay, yeah. Well, she kind of is, but all right. So he, I did not know about this. Yeah, I mean, I I read it in the article, and I did not, I did not bother going and searching more. Thank you, Kieran, yeah, for yeah, being yeah. the better journalist than I am. I did, I just, I did Google his name, uh, um, and why? Uh, um, this is the guy who like finds the footage of her in you know of this Al Qud march in twenty fourteen in the year 2021 um and like he's just like a whole kind of unhinged character by the looks of things he's able to make himself look respectable but at other times not um he just looks like a really sketchy twitch streamer in like the sketchiest way possible he looks very like 2014 youtuber like sorry out of a cad kind of shit yeah um but he is He's the start of this, and then he's the one who finds this footage and then sends it to, drumroll, build. Yes. Yeah. Here we're getting to what we're, what our main topic was supposed to be, but I think we got a little bit sidetracked, but all right. No, it's all building up to this, I think. Cause hey, like, building up to build. Building up to build. Yeah, actually, that's one thing I want to talk about, just very brief aside, is like most other German publications, when you directly translate their name, there's probably a publication called that in English, like Der Spiegel, The Mirror, yeah. things like that. That like that exists. There's no publication called The Image. The picture, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's Image Magazine, but that's like a that's like a glossy kind of like celebrity gossip thing. I mean, sure. It's it's, it's just that that always just weirded me out. Um, and yeah, like uh, again, going back to the whole point of just like Germany's willing to ignore like Jewish voices in this thing because even after all this stuff happens, this like big open letter by a bunch of people including a lot of prominent jewish figures within germany uh poets dancers musicians um people with you know names to attach to a letter uh but like no no don't 
don't let her have don't have her lose her job. Yeah, Bid went fucking buck wild. Yeah, and uh, went on a massive smear campaign of literally only a few days, and she lost her job immediately. Yeah, now, now that the like likes came out, she has lost her host position at this Quark show for mm-hmm. WDR, and. Yeah, it's just like now consistently, I think will now forever be known as like a target for weird YouTube, like weird right wing YouTubers in this fucking uh, this country. Yeah. Now I think that this is like kind of the the the, the perfect point to like look at bid of what they are as yeah. than a publication because how is it that then like a publication that then took the heads up from a psychopathic right wing YouTuber. And then end up making it into a, an, into multi day story, multi day story into the fact that then someone losing their job who is not even like like they're a they're a television presenter on CDF. Yeah, she's like there's there's other things with this campaign. Like she she did like denounce her time at the Al Qud March. Like she was like I don't like the Al Qud March anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, um, she's like our age though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like she was yeah. She's like twenty eight now. She yeah. was yeah. So twenty fourteen, she was like what twenty two. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I've done dumb stuff. Um, but like the other, the other, I think the grosser thing, and this gets more to like build, is that they only showed old pictures of her while wearing a headscarf, which she no longer does. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, and so this is the thing of that. Then I think that we need to then. We're going to start branching off from then Germany into Europe at this point. This is mm. the point of the of the presentation, you know, where I'm going to just explain everything to you. Of that then, for those who do not know, Ger- uh, uh, Bild is the most powerful publication in Germany, just historically. Yes. There is, at least post-war Germany, there has not been a publication that literally has their ear to the ground specifically for CDU politics because they are an establishment paper. Mm. And that then literally has had policy passed and had history changed because of this fucking publication. And for those who do not know, bid is how you would like it looks like the sun in the uk it is it's quite comparable to the sun because as we said very the beginning of the show this has the highest circulation of any publication in europe the sun is then the second highest yeah Uh, and it is your kind of like red block white letter uh uh, kind of publication the headlines are really racist a lot of the time yeah they're like i they're also like on a good day eye-catching yeah 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 yeah. every time i read a read a a bid headline i always have to read it in a in a like the dumbest voice i have to read (laughs) in my brain that exists um and it is um but while the sense of comparing it to like the tabloid-esque nature of the sun Mm. which is true bid has an incredibly strong like political foundation in which is that it is a cdu paper it is yeah. 100% tied to the party mechanisms of the CDU, whether they want to admit it or not. And the head of the paper, Julian Reichelt, is an absolute coked-out maniac who will low-key just like throw out conspiracy theories left and right to the point of that then that he kind of like was a corona like denier at one point. And yeah. you have the sense of that then in during easter in germany that 
Bid made it their sole purpose to make sure that Mackle's policy towards locking down during Easter did not happen. And for those of you who do remember, if you live in Germany, uh, Bild won that fucking argument mm. very quickly. Mackle 180 as fast as she possibly could and was like, I'm not going to actually lock down. Yeah. Uh, so that's just one example. Uh, I can think of the first example of when I moved here during the financial crisis of seeing really racist... Um, uh, 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 Depictions of Roy Sudlanders or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Depictions of, of Greeks, something they don't want to pay uh, debt back. Bild also is very much economically similar to the AFD in a lot of senses, but they'll, yeah. like, you know, talk about the, like, how Germany won't spend for people in retirement. They are a, like, I, I don't think like you can't really compare them to anything because they're they are a party paper that then is the ultra right wing of a yeah. party that already then exists. So like I think there's comparisons you can make, but they'll always be insufficient. Exactly. They'll only get you half the way. Um so like I, I think we should like as as Nick was saying, it's like the strongest paper. It's basically been around as long as like modern Germany has been around. It's like founded in nineteen fifty two. Um with CIA money as far yeah, as... Yeah, they're vehemently anti-communist from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Uh, uh, um, Axel Springer was, like, as as you told me earlier, uh, was very proudly getting that CIA money. So, okay, no, Axel Springer wasn't proud. Axel, I think Axel still denies this. So let's let's lay out the actual story here uh, as, as we go. So the historical record shows that when this paper was founded by Axel Springer, and their holding company is still, like, Axel Springer SE, um, the... Uh, um, which we can get into what SE stands for because I found that very interesting. Yeah. Um, Axel Springer was broke when he yeah. found it. He did not have the money for it. And that has been like this kind of like historical question of like, where did this coming from? And then in quite recently, 2010s, late 2010s, um, these two retired CIA guys gave an interview in the nation magazine that basically said they were like, yeah, we just gave 7 million uh, dollars <laughs> to Axel Springer, and then they wrote an article in the Washington Post that I did not give seven million dollars, <laughs> seven million euro, or seven million whatever Deutschmark. Yeah, euro. so like whatever Deutschmark equivalent in seven million dollars at the time, Maybe which double, is which is fourteen million Deutschmark. Probably it also would have been a lot of money back then yeah. too. Yeah, uh, seven million gets gets you a long way in 1952, and uh, um, the. I'm trying to get the exact thing here. I think it's on the Axel Springer page. And the this was an exchange for something that makes Build quite unique as well, uh, both kind of like globally, uh, uh, but also within the German concept. This was for a pro-US foreign policy yep. positions, mm -hmm. um, which has been like consistent throughout their history. They were like very for joint, uh, Germany joining the Iraq War. Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam, Afghanistan, everything. <laughs> yeah. So for those, like, I I think in the sense of Germany too, in order to like really harp, like like harken back to uh, you know, the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Um, they're the paper that then like Axel Spring, a particularly build was the one who was like blamed for Kudichtochka's murder. Yeah, because they were the ones who then were vehemently anti-communist. Springer shot first, kind of exactly. That phrase yeah, yeah, from, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this has been. A, this isn't anything like. I mean, you're mentioning obviously the same CIA money stuff of that. Then this paper has been on the far right for the longest time. To the fact that then like now 
while the person who shot Rudichka, as Rob may allude to, may be a CIA asset, the thing of the the thing is at the end of the day that this paper had a lot to do with then like the political backing of them that that they deemed anyone who wasn't like they even fucking hated the SPD at that point too. Yeah, of um. Anyone who's for the right of the CDU, uh, for the left of the CDU, for this paper is a communist, which is a very American mm-hmm. way of looking at the world. Um, and I'm imagining in the 60s and 70s, it was probably even worse than it is today. Uh, and yeah, so there's a yeah. lot of blood on this uh, paper's hands, to say the least. It's very interesting in like a wider European context because like, not only was it like anti-communist, which a lot of forces in Europe that were getting like cia money or cia oversight or whatever were anti-communist a lot of those other forces in europe and other countries like uh, 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 the netherlands and italy in spain and france were kind of allowed a degree of just like you know it was kind of it was almost like anti-communism with french characteristics or anti-communism yeah, exactly. with spanish characteristics a lot of like build is just literally just like this is what washington wants us to do uh, um like no one i don't think anyone in uh, um none of the like weird kind of gladio stuff that happened in spain for example was contingent on oh spain has to join vietnam yeah it was just like you know just you know kill the communists in your own country um but build was just like yeah we need to join vietnam like it's a very yeah, kind of luckily like, next germany level. didn't but still you yeah know, yeah like... and then i think the next aspect which you're talking about is and why why like comparisons maybe to i think the sun is a closer to ca- comparison but the one you hear a lot especially now that they have a tv channel is build is like fox yeah and why this doesn't work is something you're getting to which is that they are like very strictly a cdu paper yeah. um and also like if you can look at build and go like oh this is like hella racist this doesn't align with my uh, the vis- the rosy vision I have of Merkel from being outside of Germany is like, well, yeah, but that's because there's all this whole other section, the CDU, that we haven't like talked about in a while. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. we we try to touch on them occasionally. Yep. But yeah, the well, C- we do like a lot of the yeah, other yeah, press. Yeah. No, no, of course. Yeah, I thought you meant like us as a no. show. But we made very clear that the sense of the last election was that the CDU is like trying to find their bearings and that bearing may be further right wing politics. And again, further right wing in the sense of like these, these gals were always here. We're just like letting them loose now. Yeah. But so yeah, bid has always been kind of this like lifeblood of, of not even just like German conservatism, but just like German, just insanity within their conservatism. Yeah. Because not that I like respect conservatism in any way, but I feel that you can like do the conservatism thing and not be a piece of shit like entirely. You can like still do the thing of, like like what the FDP does of like I love capitalism, but like you know that's what like Merkel was kind of doing. Yeah, exactly. To like yeah. to the sense of that then that you make then this type of like neoliberal politic palatable to people. I understand that. I don't necessarily fully respect it, but. It's at least something that then I can get how people then like get into it. I can yeah. get why they're like Europhiles who like Merkel. Mm-hmm. Even though she like last week was in Slovenia. No, wait, no, sorry. This week was in Slovenia being yeah. like Victor Orban's plan for bringing in the Western Balk- uh, Balkan countries because of migration makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Our queen does not actually like believe the shit that comes out of her mouth half the time. Yeah. But, um, Bill has also been like kind of anti Merkel, but ne- like anti Merkel in such a way that they were never anti CDU. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that then like exactly to my point is that like 
while Merkel like exhibited this sense of a conservatism that then was palatable and was Euro- Eurocentric and was progressive to a degree, Bid was always at the end of the day the you know, kind of boots on the ground version of boots on the ground's the wrong word. Ear to the ground version of the CDU that then accepts that then Germany listens to us, we're a conservative country, and the sense of the matter is that then Merkel can go do do her like progressive stuff, but at the end of the day the CDU is still gonna then have these values at their core, yeah. which are more reminiscent of something like an Orban version of Europe or a Sebastian Kurz or a Kiriakos Mitsotakis version of Europe, mm. you know, um, <laughs> just saying he may, he may be the future of Europe. I don't know, but, but it's um, like it is a yeah. it is a it is a far right wing vision of Europe that the only difference is that Orban is the only one of those three who is Eurosceptic. And it is only Eurosceptic in the sense to like his own like means to an end. Yeah, and I, I think this is where like the comparison falls apart with like particularly Fox News. Yeah. Because Fox News exists to drive the American people, the American conversation, the wielders of power, or whatever, further to the right. American politics is lined in such a way that that will probably always be the Republican Party, uh, unless something new comes along. But like they're willing to like they're willing to attack the Republican party for that end. If like the, if they feel like something in the Republican party is in their way, they will attack it for that means. Bill won't do that. No, Bill doesn't exist to push Germany further and further. Right. They are amplifying a far right tendency within Germany that has kind of always been there and kind of like maybe seeks to contain and control and wield that popular mass. And they're really good at their job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the thing that then has to be, while Fox News falls under, given, Bid has done, like, as I mentioned with the Easter thing, is um, that they got uh, politics, you know, a policy more or less changed in their favor to open up for Easter. Uh, at the end of the day, their ties into the CDU are so good that they actually do good journalism yeah. you know with leaking stuff sure. and like most leaks that then come out internally within the CDU get leaked to build first probably for you know oh uh, what's that thing called a limited hangout or whatever like we, we leak this so that we don't have to leak something else yeah exactly yeah but um so stuff like that always happens bid has the uh largest um array of journalists i think all throughout Germany, if I'm not mistaken, if not probably throughout Europe for this their country. daily paper with a huge circulation. It wouldn't be yeah. surprising. Uh, they have video journalists everywhere. Yeah, uh, they have this like streaming platform now mm-hmm. thing as well. They have the streaming platform. They have the TV channel, and it isn't so much the fact that then like the discussion of fake news, which I don't necessarily believe in, because like those who know how news works just knows that that's like a part of making propaganda. But, um, like, Bid is really interesting because they will... The thing I think is really interesting, which I'm interested in currently right now, is the sense of where we are at with the vaccination rate. Oh, yeah. Of that then... The current vaccination rate for Germany is around 60%. Mm. The Robert Kalk Institute came out saying that then that because of a, a poll that, the, that they took, not it's not a miscalculation, 
It is literally a poll of a thousand people that they have, um, you know, surveyed. Eighty percent of these thousand people said that they have been vaccinated, so on, so on, so forth. And now German media is reporting on this by saying that this is actually that we are at 80%, not at 64% or whatever it is. Mm. And the thing that, that I'm waiting for now is Bild, the paper who has been the most pro-open up now, Danke Mutti, yeah. you know, sarcastic Danke Mutti, um, dürfen, wir, dürfen wir wieder draußen gehen? Mm. Um, this paper, you're going to see, by the time this episode comes out on Monday, sure, there will be an entire campaign because of this polling that then was done from bid to take news that is not fake it yep. is a poll and to manipulate it into the sense of changing policy and that is the thing that they're the best at doing as they don't have to like make anything up like you know no like, the sense of like they wanted to call for a re-election in berlin and they just didn't get enough steam for it because they like the cdu is not that popular in berlin yeah you know but if it was on a national level i don't know you know, like they legitimately can like can like kind of like flop their dick around doing these like kind of Trump-esque <laughs> sort of things that yeah. would be seen in other countries, but they have enough backing and enough of the like facts kind of ish behind them yeah, yeah, that yeah. they can get away with it to a certain point, which I think differs them a lot from American conservative media because American conservative media goes very much in the sense of like just pure on conspiratorial bullshit. Yeah, it, it's kind of a... So... One thing that I think is actually kind of illustrative of this, and this gets into like the, I was right on the fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> we're at a um for anyone who wants the exact numbers, Germany is at sixty five point one percent fully vaccinated, uh, sixty eight point four with full or one dose, uh, um, or halfway there basically. So we haven't even reached seventy. I think seventy five is like the ideal number or something like that for eighty for for herd immunity. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, more is good. <laughs> it's your basic. The bigger the number, the better it is. Baby. Yeah, and uh, but one thing that I thought was uh, uh, quite illustrative, if we're if we're ready to like take this discussion into like, um, shift it into the next gear. Yeah, which is Axel Springer uh, uh, as the parent company of Build is expanding, and actually, yeah. It, it, the first thing that I want to talk about actually is what that SE stands for, which I find very interesting. It it stands for a a a the thing that's only existed since like twenty twelve, a Socatias Europia, uh, um, or if you want that in ecclesiastical Latin, <laughs> Societas Europea. Uh, uh, which is like European society. This is like a, a, a basic version of your like PLC GmbH that um is allowed to exist uh, um, beyond the borders of the country that it exists and it can exist in all of Europe. In all of Europe, yeah. yeah. So the, the the European community, so that's EU plus uh, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Iceland. Any country that then signed like an agreement with Europe, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, this is like basically only exists for like the super big companies, uh, the the Euro stocks fifty companies, basically, um, which is kind of like your oh, the Dow Jones. Yeah, like the Dow yeah. Jones in the states, but for like European companies, Airbus, Allianz, 
uh, uh, L- LVMH, of course. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we got to have our man doing money. Yeah, we got to have our man hiring weird Italo French. Uh, um, ex Fordlini, or the fuck his last <laughs> yeah, name was. Fordlini, yeah. yeah, fucking the shark. Uh, um, so yeah, that's what SE stands for, and that kind of leads us into this next thing, which is they are expanding outside of Germany. Oh, and are they? Oh, they are, and they're already quite within Germany. Like beyond build, they have like these bigger things like Develt, which kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have. Uh, uh, let's read through all the German ones. A lot of these are like hobbyist magazines that are like spinoffs of Build, bit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Auto they Build, have, yeah, Sport. So they build. have Welt. They have uh, Berliner Zeitung, but mm. the BZ Berliner Zeitung. So for yeah. those who don't know, it's the one with the red font, not the blue font. Yep. They have um, Musik Express, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough. Um, German edition of Rolling Stone. They, yep. They have uh, Transfermarkt, which is the uh, football statistics website, Business Insider. Insider. Which is a spinoff of Business Insider for uh, a social media-based lifestyle publication. Update. So, <laughs> update. I don't know what the fuck Update is. A news aggregator app that does not have its own Wikipedia page. And the last one, which is uh, the most uh, uh, merkwürdig, as the Germans would say, uh, 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 like raise question to, mm-hmm. which is political Europe. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, this is where we've been getting a lot of our... Um, Dumb articles. From. Yeah, I've been just like, just I'm a little piggy. I'm a little piggy. I'm yeah. a cute little piggy. I'm just, I'm just hanging around in my slosh and my, yeah. my slop. So and bl- political Europe is that slop for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the that's like one of two kind of like big international publications. I'll get to the other one later. Uh, but political Europe is one that we find particularly fascinating. Rob finds quite fascinating as well as like this it's technically meant to be like a brussels bubble paper uh it exists to much in the same way politico started in the u.s as this thing that covered washington like pretty yeah. much like washington dc and but how do you make it lamer is that you have it covered brussels <laughs> yeah pretty much oh yeah like the 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 fucking uh, uh inferiority complex that brussels feels towards washington dc is palpable uh like even from here in berlin and um, but you know, it's a lot of the same things. It's like very procedural politics, a lot of lobbying shish, uh, and but a lot of op-eds about like why you just don't understand what's going on in Hungary because you're not Hungarian, and actually yeah. Orban's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, like we some of some of the uh, uh, some of the corner spatey gallery of rogues uh, <laughs> come from Politico. Come from Politico, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the like funny reading series we've done have done there, and it, it's possibly now going to become a bit more unhinged. Or I, I, I like wonder sometimes is that possible? When I, I mean, when I saw this buyout like a month ago, I yeah. was like. You can't make this paper more ridiculous. It's super interesting. They don't have to try. They just have to just own it. It's super interesting because, like, Politico in the U.S., I think, is, like, very clearly, like, a neocon paper. Yeah. It's, like, almost a relic of, like, Bush-era uh, 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 bullshit of, like, the early days of, like, journalism going on. Yeah, they the can just, like, really just, like, easily just, like, reposition themselves as just, like, a generic neolib paper and they'd be yeah. fine. I mean, I think they kind of already have, like... Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is, like, I guess the other... If it not be- if it doesn't become unhinged, I I've I personally think that Politico's line will probably not change or will change so subtly it'll be hard to notice. The thing that I think is going to happen is now they just have like a fuck ton more resources because you said yeah Bill just has like journalists video journalists everywhere in this country in particular yeah every single scandal that pretty much is leaked in Germany 
Mm. Particularly with the CDU. I have a theory about this, by the way. Of that then because Bid is very much unaw- is, is is very much aware that they are not taken seriously. Yeah. That they can leak these really big scandals and just like they just get ignored because everyone's like, it's just a tabloid, mm. whatever. And people don't realize that it's like the most interconnected, you know, journalistic network in this country. More yeah. so than like the public broadcasting service. Yeah, which is uh, um which is very interesting. So like I, I do think that will kind of like beef it up a bit maybe um the other thing that i think is quite a good example of like how build operates especially like politically in the space it takes is the first thing they did when they expanded outside of germany's borders or like the thing that they've at least held on to is they own the most successful tabloid in poland Oh no, the Germans going immediately to Poland. Yeah, right. Classic move. <laughs> you hate to see it. But uh, they own a paper called Fact, F A K T. Uh, probably not pronouncing that correctly, but whatever. And it's a. The thing that's very interesting is while it's also right wing, while it's also a voice of conservatism, while it kind of like operates a similar media space as Build, they are low key anti PIS because they're a civic platform uh, a po uh a shill paper like the party of donald tusk oh and my god that. at least if you're gonna shill a political party have it be the largest one in your country but this is what th- i think this illustrates the whole like this is not a um, a publication or a media apparatus that seeks to push everything right wing but rather to like work to the ends of this because po civic platform is the like cdu sister party of poland they're part of the EPP. They're part of the EPP. Which Wait, isn't Piss also part of the EPP? No, they're ECR. Oh. They're that like respectable right wing thing that the Tories started in like 2013. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, yeah. I always thought they were part of the EPP. No, yeah, the, the, that's why. Oh, that's that. That's Fides that was part of it. That then they got like asked to leave, like from uh, Germany. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Here we are now. Me, Nick, learning about you know europe because i don't give a shit about it (laughs) but like if that was if build if springer was more like fox this paper would 100 percent be like a pis paper yeah yeah but you have uh one of europe's goodest boys is from uh uh civic platform tusk donald tusk baby yeah there is a sense too that then is like i find really boring about bid actually spring all this is that then just like how establishment they are like at least like tread the waters a bit of the mm. countries that, that you're like buying into like get a little freaky with it you, know? <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to always be the epp paper for like every country yeah no apparently they do they got like, apparently it's been a controversy in like in uh um in poland itself because people people notice like the the popularity of fact in Poland does not match one to one with like the voter base of Civic Platform. There are people who are reading fact and still vote for PIS. So they're because just... they know that the right party is PIS. It's the party that's going to win. Sure, it's like, it's like all right, like legit. If I like picked up Bid Germany, yeah, I would just vote AFD. Like if I like seriously believed it, I would just yeah. like I would I would double down and be like, yeah, migrants are bad. I want like. Um, you know, Germany to go back to the Deutschmark and uh Michael's wrong. Um yeah. uh uh I feel like what it do AFD. <laughs> but Bill, like I think as we've talked about this before the show, that like uh 
AFD represents the positions of like the CDU maybe a couple of years ago or like of a wing that was always there but not as powerful within it's the things that the CDU whisper to themselves that yeah. then are like actually like as policy like or the FDP sometimes too yeah so like build kind of exists to speak to those voters and maybe just like come back come back to the CDU like yeah. The CDU needs to know they have to go full Mitsotakis, get more racist, <laughs> and they'll win. And um, I do not suggest for then anyone to do this this uh, type of politic. It's very bad. Oh God, no. terrible. Do we have any? Uh, uh, do you have any like final remarks on Bill before I go into like my favorite stupid controversy about them? Um, not really. Of the fact that then it's just kind of the sense of that. Anyone who tells you to ignore bid, don't trust them. And anyone who's overexcited about bid, also don't trust them. This is a paper that you have to just kind of like realize. You have to admit it's a force within. It's a force within Europe. Yeah, yeah, in Europe actually, not just Germany. Uh, Kind of, if you want to pay attention to European news, they have other publications that that are not not in German. It's kind of like just good to have it at the back of your head that. They keep a f- their finger on the pulse of Germany for a, the what was now the most powerful party mm. in the most powerful economy in Europe, and I think I just have to like, you know, as much as I hate this publication, as much as I hate, you know, their bullshit, and um, the fact that this paper is the most racist thing that then is just in daily news that then just pretends that they just don't like anti-Semitism is one of the most bizarre things to me. Mm. Forgot to mention that bad boy, how we come up, you know, full circle. Bid, Bid's entire crusade is being, you know, the fight against anti-Semitism <laughs> while then producing some of those racist headlines you'll see in all of Europe. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's all smoke and mirrors so that then Germans can like feel good about themselves in that sense for the anti-Semitism thing. But at the end of the day, Bid's a racist far right wing paper that then is the norm of what the CDU probably is going to end up being or probably should end up being if they want to yeah and it's 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 a classic form of german uh, anti-semitism or like defense against anti-semitism that involves you know with jewish people involves actively ignoring Uh, jewish people you know what uh i don't know that you hated you that that you yourself was a goy because (laughs) you didn't appreciate that julian reichert is just like you know an ally of the jews and also a massive coke head. I'm trying to connect these two things, but I can't. <laughs> so do we want to... <laughs> Wait. Right. Oh, my God. Speaking of Julian Reicha being a coke head. Sure. Have you seen this thing about this, like, Vietnamese guy in um, Austria who invited Julian Reicha and Sebastian Kors to a coke party? I did not see this. And it is entirely documented. Oh, great. His last name is Ho. Sick. I believe he's either he's Vietnamese or Korean. Hmm. He's like a he's like a he's like a uh, um he's like a club promoter. Sure. And invited both Julian Reichert and um and Sebastian Kors to a party that they both ended up going to. They were notorious Coke parties in Austria. <laughs> um yeah. It snows in Vienna, baby. <laughs> I've heard from I have heard from people who happen to work with Julian Reichert that he just does coke on his desk sure. at work yeah. and just like thinks he's a fucking rock star. 
he's a piece of shit. I hate you, you know, I shit. He's not going to, what? like, what are you going to fucking do, homie? You probably don't even speak English that well. You're going to file a fucking lawsuit against me, you big pussy? Like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't, I cannot, I cannot describe to you how much I fucking hate this piece of shit because his whole thing is that he's like, I'm not an anti-Semite. But I'm really racist. Mm. By the way, I do a lot of coke, and I end up in really anti-Semitic conspiracy theories very quickly. But I'm not yeah. going to be able to like separate the two. So fuck Julian Reichert. That's just obviously the corner spatey thing. And if Julian Reichert, you want to fucking file a lawsuit against me, like, what are you going to do? Fucking throw coke in my face? Like, I'm impervious <laughs> to that shit, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun lawsuit just of just like I would lose. I don't I I have no tolerance for cocaine. <laughs> oh, you just think that's like the actual legal thing that can happen just like in the course of Me, law. dead. Just like you can just throw cocaine. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna do like like pocket. now compensates the classic yeah, German yeah. cocaine fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the pocket sand thing, but yeah. it's actually pocket coke. Yeah. Um, you know, I could just coke on his table, which is the most the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Is this documented? Yes. Like, okay, cool. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give any names or whatever, but I know for a fact that Julian Reich has just like just coke in his office. At is it, if, this is, if this is written somewhere, we can link it in the show notes. No, it's not written anywhere. It's just simply word of mouth. And okay. I, I trust people. So Right. Um, okay, do you want to hear the, the, the dumbest little conspiracy about Build then? Did we already talk about this? But no, yeah. no, this, this is another one. All right, go. Uh, um. The Berlin offices of Build have like a very old system of elevator in their building that's 19 stories tall, and they refuse to get rid of it, even though it's like a massive safety violation. Oh, you want to know another Julian Reichert thing that's also really <laughs> old about Germany? Okay, what? There's multiple sexual allegations against Julian Reichert that have just been like brushed under the table. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point that then he was supposed to step down last year and just didn't. This, it was actually very public of that Julian Reichel just harasses all the women in his office. Yeah, yeah. And then they just like acknowledged it and then didn't do anything about it. And he's still the head of the paper. So um, anyone you know who wants to you know like I said, if you do not, if 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 you if you have the coke tolerance to to get the pocket coke in your face from Julian Reichel that he will use as a, as a defense tactic. Yeah, go for it. All right. But uh, yeah, so what is this thing with the? Uh, sorry, you mentioned old scandals and sex scandals seem like old scandals. Okay, coke, yeah, and, yeah. coke and sex scandals seem like old fashioned. I have a Germany. far, I have a far dumber conspiracy or not, not a conspiracy scandal, which is just the 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 Berlin. Are they, are, they're the elevators you just like like step into, and they just like go up, and you just have to like step out of them. So like, here's a little gif of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Those are like horrifyingly unsafe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know this is a a a a, a paternoster lift which is just like they're constantly rotating there's just like a little are they comp- called our father lift paternoster paternoster yeah i can see where you're getting that yeah yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. no it's a, it's it's from the our father from the lord's prayer in latin i guess because you have to say that when you go into one of these things exactly i just i just i just recited the first the first few lines for it to you now in latin oh my god yeah so here and he's a bad catholic i am i'm sorry and um yeah so these things are just like very dangerous and they won't get rid of them in the in the berlin office of build um for anyone who doesn't know, it's just like a, a bunch of boxes on a rotating, <laughs> rotating belt, like yeah. a conveyor it looks, belt. It looks really fun, actually. I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 I don't know. I okay, this going for 19 stories. Sick. <laughs> okay, we found the one good thing. Again, I hop in. 
Er nome de Pati Rikiri Spiritus Santi. Amen. Pater nostro che in cielo istante vricito nomen tuum. Arvenito. Stop. Oh my god. All right. So what is the th- what 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 is the conspiracy about these elevators? No, it's conspiracy. It's just they need to get rid of it because it's a massive like health code violation. No, these are everywhere in Germany. There's no there's no Neues Deutschland has these too. Really? Yeah. Well, they're not meant to be there. Well, they they're there. Oh well. <laughs> you ever been in the Neues Deutschland building? No. Yeah, they're there. They they just haven't turned off. Yeah. Unless you want to like like if you're like cool, then they'll turn them on for you. Okay. Well, you just don't know. Okay, this is the thing. I think Bill just has that, and that's their main elevator. My scandals were way cooler. No, they are. This is the dumb scandal. <laughs> oh, that's not a scandal. That's just German poor engineering. Yeah. My scandals of a fact of a sex pest due to too much cocaine, <laughs> which I myself can't prove. I may end up in a libel lawsuit. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, the solidarity of the working class will hold me up against Julian Reichert's multi-million dollar lawyers. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Deny it? <laughs> It's well documented. Oh, the sex pest stuff is. I know that much. Anyway. The Coke stuff is also very well documented. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, we have to legally. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing I also forgot to mention too about Axel Spring is that they're really mm. good friends with, with, with Angela Merkel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget who the heads of the paper are currently right now. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's oh. late. Um, bum, and bum, bum, bum. the thing that's also kind of tying this all back to the end of it is uh, to the beginning of it. Is that like Axel Spenga has like made their goal to be the most Zionist paper in Europe, and they've just said this explicitly in multiple occasions. Uh, Julian Reichelt is the head of Build. Yeah, um, I don't think he's the head of. Springer. No, he's not the head of Axel Springer. No, yeah, no, no, of course not. Dufner. Yeah, the head of Axel Springer has said on multiple occasions that he wants Axel Axel Springer to be the most Zionist paper in Europe. Sure. And this was actually tying back to someone getting fired. Was what got um what's her name from MTV fired when she mentioned this fact? Oh God, I've forgotten her name. But yeah, that was that was yeah. during the like yep, Gaza exactly. stuff because that happened. She yeah. uh, expressed an opinion that was pro-Palestinian. Mm. She said that then that this man and that Axel Springer has uh set, pledged themselves of being a Zionist paper. And by Zionist, I mean that then that there are actual things of him saying that he wants to be a pro-Israel Zionist paper. It is not sem- It is not in the sense that then that there's like a Jewish cabal controlling Europe. No, no. You know, it is strictly in the sense that he meant this in a political Zionist sense. Yeah. And she quoted that, left the link for it, and she was fired for uh, uh, anti-Semitism from... MTV, and we talked about that months ago. Yeah, on this show, and it's uh, it's shit how we end up full circle back to the anti-Semitism thing with this ultra right wing paper that then is in Europe, mm. uh, with an ultra right wing holding company that then is becoming you know more powerful. Uh, and I don't know where this kind of goes from here because the fact they bought Politico legitimizes them in a lot of senses because Politico is just like a name that you read yeah, and you're like okay cool whatever and we've seen from the amount of dumb op-eds that we've read from Politico how how right wing they kind of like already are 
but there's been like kind of like an internal conflict of like how right wing they can go. I guess the I guess the thing would be like how many people will continue or will look at Politico Europe and just still think of it as an American publication. Like how many people will just like forget that this deal happened? Because I don't think they're no, no. Gonna, but that's, I think that's the entire point. That though, is right? the entire point. Yeah, because they're not going to change the branding. No, of course not. It's like the most valuable asset of Politico. I think they're just going to give like Karnichkin just like his own like you know uh, more of an op Mech. that he already has. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to give they're going to give and what's his name Andrew Karnichkin the Austrian Phoenician. <laughs> Austrian Phoenician. The, the uh, yeah okay Phoenician is in from Phoenix. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> I will fight. I will fight you, and I will yeah. win because I have again, like I said, the power of the Arizona working class behind me. <laughs> you don't. All right, you're a fake Arizonan. I'm yeah. calling it out. I will fight you, and I'll win. You're a fake don't Austrian care. too. You're a fake you're Austrian <laughs> too. You're not even really Austrian. You're not a real person. You're not yeah, from yeah. anywhere. <laughs> you're not from anywhere. You're just a blob. Um, I'll fight you. I'll win. Whatever, pussy. Um. Yeah, no, I think he'll just like, yeah, like you're right. He'll just get an Ava. He'll yeah. <laughs> just like with his Axel Springer. He'll get into one of these fucking uh, uh, Our Father lips into the Ava. Yeah. Uh, I'm also better Catholic than you. Mm, okay. How much of the Padre do you know, homie? At the end of the day, yes, that's right. We have a Patreon. Subscribes so that you can give me money for the Corner Spatey Ava so <laughs> I can fight. I can fight Andrew Kornishkin, this other Ava. What will 500 euro get us per, like 500 euro per month? What will that get us in terms of like earth shattering, giant like, robot what's technology? What's like Demolition Derby, but for Avas? Like, we'll get one of the house robots yeah, from I'm Robot gonna, like, Wars. We can just like buy like a Saab. We'll get like Sir Killalosh. He can't get inside it. Yeah, yeah all right. We're going to like buy like two Saabs and then just like make them into a mech suit. No, we'll, 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 get, we'll get this guy. He's like three foot tall. But uh, I, th- I think he can do some damage. Okay, cool. I like my idea, though, of just like taking two sobs and turning yeah. into a death machine. You might be able to f- I swing that. with my movements. That's down to you. The folks I'm also like not as much of a bitch as Shinji is. So like that's at least a plus. <laughs> You're not fighting Shinji. <laughs> Getting confused. Look, it's me versus Politico. Great impacts happening. Yeah. I feel it just turned me into like the Fox Sports robot, which for those who don't know, please look it up. <laughs> um, I'd be sick. I would dance a lot. Bill would, doesn't have a robot. Bill doesn't have a robot. I would like spike a football. I'd throw really fast. All right. The ending of this episode is getting away from us. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Uh, 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 German media is controlling all of Europe and it's bad. Um, mm. Certainly starting to, at the very least. Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon so that you can get me my mech suit made out of two sobs. <laughs> no, we'll make it happen. Uh, you might be at home thinking that's not enough material to make a giant mech suit. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. Sobs can be kind of roomy. <laughs> <laughs> like the chassis, we'll make it real thin so it stretches further. Yeah, if you're wondering, I will become the Fox the Fox Sports robot for all the Americans listening. Yeah, made of sobs. <laughs> made of sobs. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, and with that, uh, we have a Patreon, like we mentioned. Uh, we do Twitch streams sometimes. Uh, we're still figuring out the schedule for uh, now that we have a new space to like record from. So uh, uh, sorry we haven't Twitch streamed in a bit. Uh, but more importantly, on October twenty fifth, we are doing a live show in the Cavity Cafe Berlin at ten p.m., which is a Monday night. But we're gonna get weird with it. We're gonna get real weird with it. So um, buy me beers so that I can get even weirder with it. Yeah, we can just do more libel. <laughs> 
There's no libel in this show. I, I said nothing but the truth. Okay. And uh, um, again, like I said, Julian Reichelt would not come at me with the with the yeah. with the lawyer. Sure. I have the power of the Cornish BT proletariat behind me, <laughs> which is like 30 people. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And if you 30 people are in Berlin, it will be October yeah. 25th. It will be warriors, but like me, yeah. my gang, or yeah. the video, which is actually the same thing, of Beat It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the music video version of Warriors. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, but yes, anyway, we're doing a live show October 25th. Come on down. If you're a patron... Uh, message us on Patreon and we can probably get you in for free. If not, it's four euro, so you can probably do that. And with that, we will see you on the bonus. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.